Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am your host, Jackie Lindahl. Today is episode number 13. Episode number 13. I know that it hasn't been exactly a weekly podcast. I'm pretty impressed that I've actually gotten 13 episodes out. So yay me. (laughs) Okay, so today's podcast, I wanted to get into it a little bit. I thought that I would talk a little bit about um, something, I guess, a little bit different, not fitness related, but not totally fitness related. I'm going to talk today about my journey and how Fit Like a Girl became to be a thing and how I became a self-employed personal trainer because I never dreamed of being a personal trainer ever in my life. I don't think it ever crossed my mind once growing up that I wanted to be a personal trainer when I was older. It honestly never crossed my mind. Uh, and I toyed for years on what I wanted to be when I grew up. I didn't really know. I had many ideas. I kind of had three general ideas of what I wanted to do when I was older, all throughout elementary school and junior high and high school. I toyed with the idea of being a police officer for a long time. Uh, being a teacher was another one for a long time, a gym teacher, um, inspired by my awesome gym teacher, Mrs. Lamoth in uh, Barhead. And I mean, so I guess kind of fitness related in that I wanted to be a gym teacher, but, um, yeah. So for many years and also being a veterinary technician, and as we know, that's what I ended up doing, but it took me a long time to decide what I actually wanted to do after I graduated high school. I had no idea. So after I graduated high school, I did take a year off to kind of figure things out where I wanted to go. I took the year off. I worked at a veterinary clinic because I had always kind of leaned towards being a vet tech for years. It was one that I always kind of came back to as far as career and what I wanted to be. So I took the year off to work at a horse stable and I worked part-time at a veterinary clinic and just really loved it. I mean, I worked at our small town vet clinic, which was all large, mostly not all, but mostly large animal based because it's a small farming rural community. So a lot of we did a lot of large animal at the clinic that I worked at, as well as working at the horse stable was just, you know, basically like working on a farm again, which made me super happy. Um, yeah, so And also given my experience from growing up on a farm, I wanted, I leaned towards veterinary technician. So after taking a year off, I went to Nate here in Edmonton and went to vet tech school and I graduated in 2012. And now obviously I don't do that career anymore, but with, after graduation, it kind of took me, my career as a vet tech took me a different direction than I expected. When I initially graduated and going through school, um, I had it in my mind that I was going to work with large animals. I wanted to work with cows. I wanted to work with horses. I wanted to work with farm animals and farmers. And 
what I didn't really realize, and maybe this, you know, is kind of a reminder to do your research when you're researching your careers is I didn't really realize that the pay scales for veterinary technicians are very different. And I'm not going to get into that because it's a whole other podcast episode as to why I specifically left the career. But the career path that I went on took me in a different direction than I expected. I lived closer to Edmonton, closer to the city, farther away from any small or any large animal veterinary clinics. The veterinary clinics that were around at the time uh, either weren't hiring or I didn't get hired there. So I ended up working at small animal clinics. And when I first started, I thought that it was like a temporary thing. I thought, oh, I'll just work at this clinic for now until I, uh, you know, can get into a large animal or a mixed practice is generally what they call it clinic. And then I got into the career. I found that I was, you know, I was good at it. Like there were things with small animal medicine that I was really good at. And my career just kind of took me in a different direction that I didn't really expect. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to look back now, if I would be having a conversation with my former self at 18 years old, 19 years old, when I first went to vet school or vet tech school, uh, where I would be now in comparison to where I expected I was going to be. Um, it's funny how life takes you in different directions, but anyway, so my vet tech career didn't exactly map out the way that I wanted to, but it's okay because it was the journey that I needed to take to get to where I am now. So I went to vet tech school. I graduated in 2012, started working as a vet tech, as I already mentioned. And this was in the midst around, you know, 2012 was in the midst of my, famous yo-yo on again, off again, relationship with fitness and exercise. I grew up always playing sports and being relatively active with work, you know, growing up on a farm. I always did sports of some sort. I played basketball throughout high school. I did jujitsu throughout high school. I was always very active, never really worked out or understood working out, always did gym class. And yeah, never felt the need to work out. But then when I graduated high school and now I'm an adult and, you know, of course everybody goes to college and gains weight. And I did that, that happened as well as I wasn't as active as I normally was. I was working a full-time job and just not as active. And so this was my, like I said, my famous yo-yo on again, off again relationship with the gym and with eating healthy, where I would eat healthy and go to the gym for a couple weeks, maybe three weeks. And then I would just fall off track and you wouldn't see my face at the gym for a while. And anytime I went to the gym, I was doing cardio and like abs. And that was it because I was at the time afraid of lifting weights that weights would make me bulky. Um, I've talked about this before, but that, you know, is a very real part of my journey where I was scared of lifting weights and I was scared that doing anything other than cardio and ab work would like, I don't know, make me turn into some kind of she Hulk beast, even though that does not happen on purpose, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> so yeah, this was in my yo-yo prime kind of between 2012 to 2015. And as we all know, in 2015 was when I decided I had enough. I had gotten married that year. 2014 was um, a great year, but a hard year at the same time. And by the time 2015 came around, I was ready to focus on myself. And I realized how incredibly out of shape I was, how much I had kind of let my own fitness go. And I was suffering at jujitsu and I was just like, okay, enough. 
we need to start taking our health seriously. Otherwise, it's just going to get worse as we get older. So in 2015, I decided to get into fitness. And that was when I started researching fitness, researching, you know, how to tone up my favorite word, as we talked about in my last podcast episode, how to get muscle tone, how to do all these things. And I discovered weightlifting, finally bit the bullet and decided to start lifting weights and never looked back. And from January, 2015, when I started to June, 2015, I really did transform my life. I took five to six months of really, truly focusing on myself, being consistent, which was something I'd never done before, never even thought about consistency, but I really focused on myself and being consistent with my workouts and learning more about nutrition and not just listening to what some stupid person on Instagram or something tells me and actually focusing on my health. And it really honestly transformed my life. And of course, like everybody else does, I made mistakes along the way in my journey. I took things a little bit too seriously. I made mistakes with nutrition and all these things, but overall the steps that I took were the right steps for me to be able to get to where I am now. And I'm really thankful that I took that step in that journey. And yes, it was hard and there was lots of ups and downs and injuries and all these things. Uh, but I wouldn't be where I am now and I wouldn't feel the way I do. I wouldn't be as fit as I am now if I have never started. So if you're considering starting, this is just a little sidebar here, start because in five, six years from now, where I am now in comparison to where I first started, I, my life is completely different. And I am so unbelievably happy that I took those steps to taking care of my health, not even just career wise or anything like that, but just personal, you know, just my health, my mental health, my physical health, all of these things that I am just really truly grateful that at that time in 2015, I decided that it was time to take my health seriously. And I finally buckled down and took my health seriously. So that's my little sidebar for you. <laughs> but over time, I started getting people asking me, you know, what are you doing for your workouts? What are you doing for your nutrition? Because I started to look different. It's not that I had a ton of weight to lose. Okay. I wasn't overweight you know, I wasn't seriously overweight, but I was unhappy. I had some extra fat on me. I wasn't super thrilled with how I looked. I really wasn't thrilled with how I felt or how I performed. And over that time period, over, you know, 2015, I started getting leaner. I started feeling stronger. I started feeling myself better, understanding nutrition more, understanding working out better. And it, you know, started to change my life. And yeah, so I had people asking me, you know, what are you doing differently? What is, you know, what have you been doing for your workouts? What is your nutrition like? And so in the summer of 2015, I kind of, I've always enjoyed writing. I always found that writing to me was kind of fun. I dabbled a little bit with blogging back in the day. I always enjoyed writing like essays and things like that in high school. So I thought, you know, I should start writing about my journey and what I'm doing because people are asking me, it's a kind of a fun thing that I like to do. And even if nobody, but my own mom reads it, it's just kind of something fun for me to do, to talk about what I'm doing in my fitness journey and you know, what I'm learning along the way. So I decided to start my own blog 
and I initially called it Jackie's fitness journey. Um, it's changed now. It's just fit like a girl, <laughs> but, um, so I wanted a way that I could talk about my new found obsession with fitness and I did. So yeah, so I started my blog and I blogged things like recipes that I found and talked about my workouts and things that I learned and talked about, uh, it was just kind of like a mish, mishmash of things. It was just a bunch of stuff that I enjoyed talking about. And yeah. And it helped because I, as I was writing, I would look up topics that I wanted to talk about, research things that I wanted to talk about and, um, talk about like my favorite workouts and, you know, why lifting weights was beneficial and about nutrition, all that kind of stuff, just really enjoying myself and researching and learning more. So if anything, starting the blog just helped me learn more because I was putting in so much effort into looking things up and researching and all that kind of stuff. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. And I talked about my life experiences. Like I blogged about my knee injuries and my knee surgeries and how that all went. And I did eventually blog about my pregnancy and my birth and stuff. So anyways, uh, if you want to read my blog, it's on my website, www.feellikeagirl.ca. Shameless plug there. No problem. So when I started my blog, I also, I was sharing it to my personal Facebook page and then I was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I should like start also a Facebook page for something to share. I'll share my blog on there. I can share like funny fitness memes and recipes and all that kind of stuff and kind of, you know, keep it more on that page and not so much on my personal page. So I started a Facebook group and this is how Fit Like a Girl was born. I remember my husband and I, we went on a camping trip and we were driving back from Jasper. And all that weekend I had on my mind that I wanted to start this Facebook page. I'd already had the blog for, I think like a month or two at that point and written a few, but I was like, how do I talk about my fitness stuff? And, you know, I want to talk about the stuff on my Facebook page. So how do I make a Facebook page? And I started toying with names and the phrase fight like a girl kept coming into my mind, fight like a girl, fight like a girl. And I was like, well, I kind of like that, but it's probably taken. And also, you know, I don't want this to just be about jujitsu because jujitsu is a huge part of my life at that time. Um, and I remember on the way back from Jasper kind of talking to my husband and I'm like spitballing ideas of, you know, this fit, like a fight, like a girl thing was kind of stuck in my mind. And I was like, you know, I, I should, I should just change, like, because it's going to be about fitness. I'll change like fight to fit and then yeah, fit like a girl. So there's my, that's how fit like a girl became to be. Um, and so, yeah, I'm pretty sure I started that Facebook page, like on the way home from Jasper in the vehicle and started it that day and started sharing my blog and sharing photos and talking about things and whatever. I believe I also started an Instagram page right around that time. Like, yeah, just got all into the social media thing. And I, I loved fit, fit like a girl because it sounded like fight like a girl. And with me having a martial arts background and as well as always being a tomboy growing up, I was never really that, um, I was a tomboy growing up and I did jujitsu. And I mean, those weren't exactly cool things when you're a teenager growing up in high school, it's not cool at all, but I loved it. And I loved jujitsu and I loved, you know, now I loved lifting weights and stuff. And I kind of 
people would always kind of poke at me and like tease me a little bit about how I was such a tomboy and I did things like jujitsu and now I'm lifting weights and all these kinds of things. And it wasn't really girly or like a girl. And, you know, I kind of did a play on words with that with fit like a girl. And especially since I concentrated a lot on lifting weights and building muscle mass and jujitsu and martial arts and stuff like that. And then also that kind of play on words of where when you're a girl and you're young, you're always told by boys, oh, you run like a girl. Oh, you hit like a girl. And a bit of a play on words of women can be strong and women can you know, play sports and lift weights and run with the boys and do whatever they want. And it doesn't have to be because they're like a girl. They can just be good at these things. So, so that's kind of how fit like a girl came to be. And that's why I was drawn to it and loved it so much. So yeah. So yeah, that's how I started it. And then over the next few months, I had decided that I wanted to obtain my personal training certification uh, for a few reasons. One, so that when I was writing the blog, I kind of knew a little bit more of what I was talking about. I wanted to learn a little bit more about fitness and health and things like that. And I thought getting my personal training certification would be the one way I could achieve that. And then also so that I could help people more, maybe with my blog, I thought, you know, maybe I could do some in-person training and have like, you know, some people that I could teach how to lift weights and stuff like that. I don't know when I got my personal training for certification, if I ever really truly thought that I would take it on full time, full steam ahead. But at the time I was thinking like, oh, maybe I could do like some part-time personal training and like some part-time as a vet tech and I could get like the best of both worlds. Um, So that was kind of my thought. And in 2016, I was kind of starting to burn out from being a veterinary technician. And again, I'm not going to get too much into that, but I was starting to kind of feel that burnout in 2016. And yeah, it was getting kind of hard to start. It was getting, it was starting to get kind of hard to go to work every day and that kind of stuff. And the, the field just kind of started to wear on me. And yeah, so that was my game plan with my personal training certification. So I did get my personal training certification in later 2016. And I had also decided that year I was going to change jobs. So I changed jobs from one clinic to another clinic that I was at for three years and made a lot of friends at and really loved the people that I worked at, but I was struggling. So I changed clinics to one that was a little bit closer to home. So I didn't have as long of a commute. And then also that I, it was in Edmonton. So I could start doing more of the fitness and personal training that I wanted to do. And so, yeah. So in 2017, I changed clinics and I kind of just had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to start personal training. And over that year I did, I started personal training. I started doing a little bit of online training on the side and I very slowly built up a little bit of a clientele base, but it was hard. It was hard because over the course of that year, I was starting to get pulled more and more into personal training and falling out of being a veterinary technician as well at the same time. So it was hard. It was hard to kind of like juggle these two things where, yeah, I was, uh, you know, a personal trainer and I had clients that I wanted to meet and I wanted to uphold my promises to them and be the best trainer that I could be and help them because I loved, I learned that I loved helping people and helping people with their fitness journeys and making them feel good and strong. But at the same time, I also had a full-time job. 
and a full-time demanding job where I would have to work late and I would be pulled in eight different directions and I would be like leaving work exhausted, running late now to my personal training clients because we had an emergency or we had this or we had that. And I was just really struggling with that. I was having a hard time finding a balance between being a personal trainer and being a vet tech. And so in like the fall of 2017, somewhere around there, I had kind of decided I, I'm done being a vet tech and I wanted to be a personal trainer. Now, obviously I couldn't make that move right then and there, but I had decided that I, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to take on personal training full time. So I spoke to my husband, obviously we had to have a lot of really big talks and work out numbers and find out, you know, what do we need to survive financially and when would be a good time for me to take the plunge. And it just was, it was hard at the same time because we weren't quite financially in a place where I wanted to be and felt comfortable leaving my job. But at the same time, I knew eventually I had to take the plunge. So I worked through the wind, you know, worked through most of the winter at this vet clinic, not really with my head in the game or anything like that. And then at the same time, again, trying to live this like double job life where I'm being held late at one job, struggling and trying to get to the next job. And I also want to grow my personal training business. It was hard. It was hard. But in February, 2018, I had decided that it was time. And I had an interview at a gym where I got hired at. And the hours that I was available though, when I was talking to the head personal trainer there who, um, ended up taking me under his wing and he's still my mentor and really awesome person to work with to this day. I had given him my availability because I, at the time was thinking like, I'll still, I'm going to start working at this gym, personal training while I'm still a vet tech. And I'm just going to kind of like wean myself off being a vet tech as I increase. And it was silly. And I gave him like the hours that I was available and they were like stupid hours, (laughs) just stupid hours. And he kind of indicated to me, he's like, you know, you don't have a ton of consistent availability, which is hard for clients. And I had thought about, and I was like, oh, he's right. It's not consistent enough availability for clients that I need to just take the plunge. So I had a big talk with my husband. We had talked about what I need to make minimally so that I could transfer to doing this full time. So I had spoken to the gym owners. They agreed that I could work part-time at the front desk while I was building up my client base. And that was perfect. And yeah, so I was comfortable enough with that, with having, you know, a couple of part-time, you know, a couple of clients, a little bit of a part-time job at the front desk, and as well as working more to build up my client's base. And I was still teaching jujitsu and stuff. So we had it figured out. And so, yeah, I took the plunge. I quit my job, which was really hard, but at the same time, a big sigh of relief because I just wasn't in that career anymore. I was ready to be done and ready for my next adventure. So yeah, February, 2018, I quit my job as a vet tech and I haven't looked back. And it has not been easy and it's been hard. And you throw a fucking pandemic into the mix and a baby as well. And it's like, well, 
it hasn't been an easy journey. The first few months were rough. Like I remember the first two or three months of February, March, April, 2018. Uh, it was hard because I didn't have any clients. I didn't know how to get clients. How the fuck do you even get clients? I, the clients I did have were thankfully like clients that I knew through jujitsu or I was able to get a couple through the gym, but it was hard. So I was, you know, working really hard on trying to be able to grow. I didn't really know what to do. What does a self-employed person do when they don't really have clients and they don't really have anything going on? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> but yeah, so that summer though, the wheels started turning. I started getting more clients. I, the um, other trainer slash mentor that took me under his wing, uh, took me in as a subcon took me as a subcontract, which has been fantastic and just teaching me so much along the way, uh, getting a mentor. I really can't recommend it enough if you're self-employed and yeah. So eventually the wheels started turning. I started getting busier and busier and I did a lot of in-person training eventually. Like I got some clients and then the referrals start slowly coming in and eventually I was quite full and had a pretty full schedule. Now, financially, I wasn't being a rock star, but after, you know, it took me a little while to get the gears turning and stuff. And over the next year and a bit, I was able to match and then exceed my personal or my salary as a veterinary technician. So it took me a little while to be able to match the salary. Um, but by the time I was about six months in, I was, and this is, you know, still with working a part-time job at the front desk, as well as taking on many clients, driving around Edmonton like a maniac because I did clients in the gym. I did clients at few clients in home. I did some clients at city of Edmonton gym centers. And then I did clients and jujitsu classes as well at the martial arts gym we were training at. I was running around Edmonton like a mad woman, just burning gas like crazy. But it took me about a good six months and I was able to at least meet my salary that I had as a veterinary technician. But those first few months, man, they were, they were hard. They were hard, but you know, well worth it. And so over the next year, just working really hard, honestly, worked a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, a lot of weird afternoons off. When you're a personal trainer, you kind of rely on people's work schedules. And most people work a nine to five kind of job. So I would get up early in the morning, go to the gym, train clients before they go to work. Then on days that I worked at the gym, I would stay at the gym and work and do my workouts and stuff. And then I would generally have like this weird gap in the afternoon and then have clients all evening to like nine o'clock at night. Clients or classes, one of the two, and then working weekends as well, like working like a mad woman. And it was, you know, I was learning so much. So like it was hard and I was tired and it's a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights and not a lot of seeing my husband, but I loved it because I was doing it for me. And it's so funny. I remember having many conversations with clients about this. You know, I'd be working Saturdays, early mornings and early mornings, late nights and all these things. Whereas if I was a vet tech working those kinds of hours, I'd be hating my life, hating my life. But because I was doing something I loved, I was helping people. I was having, you know, I had some great, amazing clients that I just would look forward to seeing all day long. So we could just chat, talk about their day, talk about their life. We can see how they're improving. 
I looked forward to it and I loved it. I didn't mind meeting my clients on a Saturday morning at 7.30 because they were people I was excited to see. Now, were all my clients wonderful, amazing people? No, but the clients, every personal trainer has clients that they struggle with. And I, of course, had those clients that I struggled with along the way. Either our personalities just didn't mesh or they just half-assed it, weren't committed. Many different reasons, but it's okay because those types of people, A, makes you a better trainer because you get better at communicating and better at dealing with difficult people in difficult situations. And you become smarter because of it. You also have clients that kind of screw you over. People cancel last minute and people don't show up when they say they're going to, or they're late. And now you're running late to your next client or they're rude to you. And it's just, you become a better trainer because of it. You know, you, you do, you learn how to deal with people. You learn how to have difficult conversations and you learn how to stand up for yourself because people canceling on you all the time, last minute, that affects my income. Like when people cancel on me last minute and they're expecting me to just refund them the session or whatever, that affects my income. That's my hourly income being affected. My take-home pay is now affected by that. So you learn to have to have difficult conversations with clients about all of these types of things and you become a better trainer for it. Just like with any other career, right? You know, the crappy clients at your job or the crappy people you have to deal with, your crappy boss, it makes you better because you learn how to navigate people, how to have difficult conversations and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so over the time, it really... I loved it though, but I, overall, I loved it. I loved having these awesome people, seeing them have amazing results, transform their life and do things that they never thought that they could do, achieve personal best in the gym. They never thought they could achieve. It was amazing. Loved it. Loved every second of it. And in 2000, late 2018, my husband and I had decided that we wanted to start trying for a baby. And I got pregnant, worked throughout my entire pregnancy, dead exhausted. The pregnancy exhaustion is real. Um, thankfully, thankfully, I had a good pregnancy. So I was able to work through my pregnancy, but it wasn't easy, that's for sure. <laughs> and as a self-employed person, the upcoming maternity leave situation was starting to wear on me because as a self-employed person here in Canada, you don't really have benefits like you do when you have a regular job. When you have a regular job, you have the option for maternity leave. And it's either in Canada, you can take 12 months or you can take 18 months, 12 months out 55% of your income, 18 months at 33% of your income, I believe. But anyways, when you're self-employed, you don't really have that. So, or you do have the option for it, but you have to sign up for it and you have to wait a year. So when I signed up for it, I signed up for it in November, 2018, not expecting, and you have to wait one year before you're allowed to claim it, not expecting that I would get pregnant right away. And I did got pregnant right away. Like literally, I think like two weeks later I got pregnant. And so when I was pregnant, I knew I wouldn't be able to use my self-employed maternity benefits. So I made it my mission. I worked my ass off my whole pregnancy because I didn't want to, um, 
I didn't want to completely put the financial burden on my husband. So we tried to squirrel away as much money as we possibly could, as well as getting stuff for the baby is expensive and all those kinds of things. So I worked my ass off during my pregnancy, doing mostly in-person training. At the time, I wasn't really doing a ton of online training. I had a couple of online clients, but not a lot. And my plan was when I left, when I like went on my quote unquote mat leave, um, that I would transfer most of my clients to online and then eventually go back to in-person training after a while. I wasn't really sure how long I initially thought six months, but I wasn't really sure how long I'd be out of the game for. So, so yeah. Um, then I worked up until I was like 30, like 39 weeks. 39, 38 or 39 weeks. Like I worked right up until pretty much the very end. Um, and yeah, when I had my daughter, I, you know, had a few online clients and that was really it. And then slowly started getting after about eight weeks, I started, I decided I was ready to kind of get back into things. So I took on a cut. So I brought a couple clients back. I started kind of teaching jujitsu again when I was ready, um, just to do something for myself. I needed that for myself to be able to get out of the house, go see my people, talk to my clients and have some me time. And I really enjoyed it. And I got back into teaching people, helping people. And it just made me feel so much better. And I found my groove. And then my husband unfortunately lost his job in October, 2019. Um, and that was scary shit. That was scary shit because I was barely making any money. Like I was back at work a little bit, but not a lot. And I was just like, shit, now I pretty much have to like try to go full steam ahead back into work. Luckily after a few weeks, he was able to start working again and found another job and that worked out. But that was scary because I was like, wow, I really have to kick it into high gear here. And then, yeah, so I started getting back into personal training at that time. I took on more online clients over time and started focusing on that more because it was harder for me with my daughter to go and do in-person training. It was a lot of shuffling the baby around. Thankfully, when I was able to, I would take her with me to the city of Edmonton gyms. That was kind of where I concentrated on because they had a daycare there that I could bring her with me and I could do a couple clients, one to two clients, and she would go play at the daycare and have fun. And um, yeah. And then, so I did that for quite a few months and then COVID-19 hit in March of 2020. And that really screwed us over. At that time, my husband got laid off his job. I pretty much got the rug swept out from underneath me. I was doing a little bit of online training, but not a ton. And I was doing mostly in-person training again. And the rug got swept out completely from underneath me. Uh, jujitsu classes shut down, gyms shut down. I couldn't train clients in person. Our life basically ceased to <laughs> exist as we know it. And it was so hard financially because my husband, um, he went on EI, um, and as a self-employed person, I was really worried that I wouldn't be able to have any income come in. Like basically the tiny bit of income that I had from in-person, from online training that I could do with my clients. And that was it. 
But luckily, the Canadian government came out with what they called CERB, and I was able to take that for a few months until I was able to get back on my feet with training. And there's a lot of opinions here in Canada about CERB. It was the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. There's a lot of opinions out here about it, and a lot of people talking shit about it and talking about how it was a bad thing and all this kind of stuff. But I'm going to be 100% honest, it saved my family's ass. So you can have your opinions about CERB and everything that you want, but I know for my family, it saved our asses. And with COVID-19, it was the most difficult thing I think I ever went through. Like there was good things about it because there was a period of time where my husband and I were home. Uh, You know, we got to spend time with our daughter that we would otherwise never be able to spend. My husband got to see her crawl, got to see her take her first steps and spend day in and day out with her because we had no other choice because we couldn't go anywhere and do anything. Um, so there was good things about it. We really connected as a family, but we really struggled financially and mentally. My husband was able to further his education during that time. He was started taking a course to finish his um, master certification for his electrician um, trade and was able to finish it during that time. So like there was silver linings during this time, but man, it was hard. It was so hard. And it forced me to take a good look at my business and what I needed to do. I had wanted to transfer to mostly online during this time for a long time. Like for a long time, I knew that I eventually wanted to do mostly online training because it's easier to reach clients. I can help more people. I'm not constrained by driving times or, uh, you know, time. I'm not constrained by people's schedules, by their work schedules and things like that to meet them in person. There's more flexibility and it's more economic for my clients. So I knew that for me, online training was going to be kind of the way I wanted to go. Not that I want to let go of in-person training completely, but just, I knew that if I wanted to help more people, I needed to go mostly online. And that is honestly what COVID forced me to do is take a good look at my business and start focusing more on online training and getting online clients. And that's what I started to do. And the last couple of years has been hard because it's been a series of gyms open, gyms closed here where I live and silly restrictions and all that kind of stuff. But over the past couple of years, I've worked really hard on changing my business to mostly online training so I can help more people. I can easily change people's workouts from in the gym to at home, whatever they need, because I personally am not as affected by gym shutdowns. I mean, my workouts, my own personal workouts were affected by the gym shutting down, but not my job. And yeah, so that's kind of how my career has changed over the past couple of years. And now I do work mostly from home as an in-person trainer. Um, this is what's given me the time to be able to start a podcast, the freedom to be able to, you know, I, when we were moving from our old house to our new house, I was the one that kind of facilitated the entire move because I was able to be at home and have the flexibility in my job that I can work any hours. It's not easy given now that I have a toddler who sometimes naps and sometimes doesn't nap. And I usually use nap time to record podcasts, talk to clients, work on programs, all these things. Uh, makes it more difficult, but overall worth it, hundred percent worth it. So 
So yeah, so this leads us to where we are now. And now I do mostly work online. I do have a few clients that I work with a week, anywhere, you know, a few hours a week. I do in-person training, which I enjoy. I have people that I enjoy working with and really like and enjoy the experience of working with them. So that's a no-brainer for me and kind of leads us to where we are today. So that's my story. So that's my, that is it. That's the story of how I went from not knowing what I was going to do with my life to being a veterinary technician, to changing careers, to be a personal trainer, to then having to pivot my entire career with a pandemic and a baby to now. And it hasn't been an easy journey, but man, it's been so worth it. And honestly, being self-employed has its perks. It has its drawbacks, but overall, I never would have imagined being a self-employed person. I honestly believe for the longest time I said I would never be self-employed or a manager or work, you know, it's too much stress or whatever. And it's a lot of stress. That's for sure. I was right about that. But what I forgot about was the satisfaction and how much I love doing what I do because I'm doing it for myself now. So Anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this story. If you are liking what I'm doing on the podcast so far, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. If you really like this uh, podcast, I also would love and appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. It just helps to increase visibility for the podcast so that people can see it and I can help more awesome people like you. Um, if you don't already feel free to follow me on social media, I'll post my Instagram in the show notes and pretty much you can find any of my other social medias from there. If you have questions about my online training options, or you want to check out my blog, you can head to my website, www.fitlikeagirl.ca. And otherwise that is it again. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate each and every person who comes by this podcast and listens to it. Uh, I really enjoy doing this. So I hope that you like what I'm putting out here and yeah, that's pretty much it. So I hope you have a great rest of your day and take care of family.